Welcome to Storytime with Michael Kingswood. I'm Michael Kingswood and I write science fiction and fantasy. I used to be in the Navy, spent 20 years doing submarine operations, among other cool things. Learned to fly planes, learned to scuba dive, had a bunch of kids, saw the world, and I started writing fiction. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing my stories with you in the hope that you'll have fun, and also that you'll like my stuff and come back for more and maybe help brother out with buying a book or two. So uh, sit back, relax, I'm going to tell you a story. Hey friends, I'm Michael Kingswood. It's story time. We have a quick special episode here of the podcast and the videos to tell you a little bit more about the story bundle that I mentioned in episode 99, which uh, just came out a day or two ago. Fascinating, they're already at 99 episodes. Next one is on 100, and it's like, oh, geez, I just realized, 100th episode, and what am I going to do this special? Notice I'm not counting this as a numbered episode, because it's just a, a thing. Um, I don't know that I'm going to do anything special. I'm just going to continue on reading chapters. Uh, but anyway, I would want to spend a little more time with this story bundle, give it uh, the undivided attention it deserves, because it's a very cool thing. Never done one of these before, and I want to... Uh, shed as much light on it as I can. Make sure that uh, it gets as much love from you, the reading public, as possible. Um, and because just doing my part. Um, so yeah, like I explained before, but these story bundles are cool. So you have, uh, in this case, 10 different books by nine authors, plus one of the books is an anthology. So there's you know, a dozen authors in that one, but let's say 10 books. And... Um, most of the time you go buy 10 books, right? You got to go to the store and go, you know, pay X amount of each one. You end up spending a whole bunch of money. Uh, and this story bundle set up so that you can get a bundle at a discount uh, and you set the price that you want to pay. So you go and, uh, in this case, uh, since there's 10 of us, uh, they cut cut it off. At, they give you some discounted prices. At 15 bucks, you get four of the books. Above 15, you get all 10. And so it ends up being... Uh, less than you would pay for most of the books, even if you just got the four, but much less if you get uh, all ten at once. Uh, also, you can select how much of a royalty percentage the authors get versus how much the story bundle dude gets, and you can set aside a certain amount of uh, cash that you uh, contribute to the bundle uh, to go to a charity. In this case, a charity that the uh, participants choose. In this case. Dean, who was the guy who set up the bundle, uh, who, who curated it, he uh, chose a cool thing called uh, Able Gamers. Uh, basically, go into disabled people who want to play games like everybody else, and these people make equipment and get their things, get their uh, place set up so they can do gaming um, and have fun, uh, just like a fully abled person would be able to do, but basically accommodating whatever issue that the person may have which is kind of a cool thing right when you think about it so i would encourage you to go over to story bundle not just for this one storybundle.com is where these are set up obviously i would like you to go check out the one i'm in which is called visions of the future hence the art at the beginning of the uh, podcast here but also in general they do these you know several times a year um, every other month or so, there's another one of these bundles going on. You get some really great deals and also encounter a whole bunch of uh, writers that you never would have encountered before 
by checking it out. So, yeah, just wanted to, excuse me, just wanted to pimp that a little bit um, and give you a little teaser. So since my book, The Pericles Conspiracy, is my contribution to this. And as you guys know, who've been on my podcast for a while, I've been reading through chapters of that over the last, geez, many months now, because I generally do a chapter or two a week, and there are 62 chapters in the book. So do the math, right? So right now, uh, this next episode, episode 100, we're going to do start with chapter 36 and probably do two chapters again. Uh, but uh, for this uh, story bundle pimpage episode I wanted to go way back in time and uh, expose you guys to the introduction to the book uh, the very first scene in the Pericles conspiracy which uh, rolls it out now as I was going back through my audio files I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time on this episode I really wanted to get it up get ready and get it out uh, so I pulled the audio that I read uh, for the uh, chapter chapter one uh, you know, geez, early last year, and I am inserting it into this, but just for the purposes of time. But uh, reading, listening through it again, it's like, oh, geez, I had this notion that I was going to take these uh, audio from reading the book and turn it into an audio book, which I have done many times in the shorter stories that I've read on here. Um, but my recording process has. Ref- been refining itself over the last couple of years. When I first started this podcast, I was, you know, just a little wired earphone and the built-in microphone and my laptop here. And now I've got this mic and I'm in my new house and I've got this little recording nook. And so everything sounds a lot better now. Uh, but even just, you know, seven or eight months ago when I started the Pericles Conservancy ARC read through, uh, it's, it sounds <laughs> a lot worse than what I'm doing now. Um, part of the, is the process I was using back then. I was recording directly into iMovie, recording the audio directly into iMovie, um, and trying to, trying to edit it within there. That doesn't work so well. Now I record everything, unless you're seeing a video of me, I record everything into Audacity and Audacity, you can do a whole lot more editing and, uh, filtering out just junk a lot easier. Um. So I've learned that over the last um, you know, year or so. Uh, so it's very interesting going back and looking at how uh, things have evolved. And yeah, as things evolve, it's interesting. I had the intention, I'm recording this a few minutes after the uh, previous uh, discussion I was just having here. And, um, and in, in the interim, I've gone back and grabbed the audio from that previous uh, video I ran it through audacity a few times tried to clean it up and i was like you know no it just no all the incremental changes over the span of a year have uh added up to the fact to a point where it's like you know why be crappy about it so scratch what i said a few minutes ago um you're gonna hear a new recording of that because the old one just isn't up to snuff uh it's very interesting going back and and seeing how your incremental changes add up um so i'm going to redo that recording it'll take me a little bit longer to get this out than i thought but it's better that way so um that's just me complaining to myself Uh, by the time you receive this you won't notice um but anyway uh sit back listen to the 
opening of the Pericles Conspiracy. Some of you guys who have been following me have already heard it. If you guys are new, welcome. And uh, I'll talk to you again on the flip side. Thanks. Chapter 1. Pickup Lines La Chupacabra was almost empty. A few patrons sat at the tables along the wall opposite the bar, and two more were at the bar itself. A plump, middle-aged man in dirty work coveralls at the near corner and at the far end a slender woman with short-cut black hair dressed in dark business attire. The bartender idly wiped down the taps halfway down the bar, and a lone waitress chatted with a patron at one of the tables. Fitzgreens, behind the bar, displayed the latest headlines and sports scores, but the volume was muted. A tune from the middle of the pop charts played over the bar's speakers, just loudly enough to make it difficult to hear a conversation more than a few feet away. He would have expected more business, considering it was hump day, just two more days until the weekend, after all, but he was just as happy for a sparse crowd. He hated having to search through a throng to find his mark. As it was, a quick survey as he paused at the tavern's entrance revealed this evening's objective. He smiled slightly and walked toward the far end of the bar. He paused as he reached the chair around the corner from the slender woman. He cleared his throat, but the woman already noted his presence, favoring him with a slight frown and a quirked eyebrow. Is a seat taken, he asked. She shrugged and looked away, back to the closest vid screen, where, from what he could tell from the closed captioning, some talking head was pontificating about what effect the latest elections on Centauri would have on interstellar trade. Her choice of programming makes sense, considering her occupation. As he sat down, he was struck by the woman's appearance. Ten year-long shifts as captain on a Starliner, plus the time to move up through the ranks to reach that station meant she had to be in her early to mid-fifties at the very least. Still, he could have sworn she still had a few decades before she reached her middle years. She didn't look a day over 40. Her bio said she was the product of marriage between a Japanese man and an English woman. In his experience, women from East Asia tended to age well, but even still, he was impressed. The bartender sauntered over. What'll it be? Bud Light. He noticed the woman smirk ever so slightly before taking a sip of her drink as the bartender moved back to the taps. He figured she would prefer to drink something more exotic from one of the colony worlds, but unless he missed his guess, she was drinking a 7 and 7. Hardly the height of sophistication itself, and not exactly a perch from which to scoff at his beer. You ever study ancient history? She glanced back at him and rolled her eyes. I'm not looking for company right now. Sorry, didn't mean to impose. She sniffed and turned back to her news vid. A moment later, the bartender returned with his beer. He accepted it with a small smile of thanks and tapped the pay pad on the bar. His database implant interfaced with the pay system and applied his standard tip rate automatically. The bartender looked surprised, then pleased, and voiced his thanks before moving away. Tipping well was often useful for opening doors, he had found. He sipped at his beer for a few minutes, watching the news vid with only the vaguest of interest. It was a moot discussion. Whatever effects the election caused had already occurred more than four years ago. Folks on Earth were only now hearing about it, of course, but whatever changes they made in response would also be extremely time-late in reaching Centauri ears. So what was the point? Glancing back at the woman, he noted that she too looked a bit amused at the discussion. Of course, she would know the futility of it more than most. Time to try again. So I was reading the other day about an ancient Athenian ruler, a guy named Pericles. She stiffened slightly when he mentioned the name, but quickly recovered, sipping at her drink again without bothering to look at him. Is that right? She sounded annoyed. Yeah, very interesting man. He took another drink from his beer. He took over while Athens was rebuilding from the Persian Wars. He fostered the arts, built the Acropolis, endorsed Athenian expansionism. During his reign, Athens became the greatest political force in the region. 
But then, of course, he pressed a bit too far, made Sparta nervous. And so came the Peloponnesian War. He didn't live to see it, but eventually Athens fell beneath Sparta's military might. Fascinating. Look, I really don't want company, so I heard a story about another Pericles recently. She froze, her expression suddenly become wary. He continued on. Starliner, by that name, comes in from the Gliese system, just like normal. But there's nearly a week's delay in unloading the cargo. The crew is sequestered, interviewed by government agents, they say. All but the fourth shift are out within a week. That shift is sequestered for more than a month. Six months later, Malcolm and Gubway, the fourth shift's engineer, dies under, shall we say, mysterious circumstances? Then that same shift's pilot, one Carlton Hirsch, and his wife Allison, the ship's doctor, leave the Starliner Company for work planet side, he shrugged. Not so unusual, except he was in line for promotion to captain. Strange time for a career change, isn't it? I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. He leaned toward her, noting her expression shifting from wariness to nervousness. What happened out there to cause so much fush, Captain Nishikawa? She swallowed, pulling away from him. Who are you? He tapped his thumb and forefinger and waited for a moment. When nothing happened, he sniffed in annoyance. He figured she would have upgraded to the interactive database implant by now. She'd been back long enough, and those implants made forgetting names a thing of the past. He always kept old-style hollow cards, though, just in case. Pulling one from his pocket, he slid it across the bar to her. His credentials were plainly visible. Jeremy Reynolds, investigative reporter, Star News. She picked it up, her eyes narrowing as she read it. Then she stood, dropping the card onto the bar. I've got nothing to say to you, Mr. Reynolds. She turned to leave, but stopped as Jeremy grabbed her arm gently. There are rumors of a new strain of disease on board. The public has a right to know the truth, Captain. She hesitated, then pulled away from his grasp. Good night, Mr. Reynolds. With that, she walked away at a brisk pace. She was out the door quickly and never looked back. Jeremy remained in his chair for several minutes more, finishing his beer and shrugging off the bartender's quip about him striking out. There was definitely something there, and he intended to find out what it was. Okay, yeah, that is a whole lot better. Um, if you don't believe me or are curious to uh, see how the original recording that I did was, uh, go back and listen to episode 74 of the podcast, uh, which, interestingly enough, uh, is farther back than it sounds from the episode numbers because uh, I took a hiatus from podcasting in the fall, not entirely intentionally, just, just kind of how it worked out with life, the universe, everything, a bunch of stuff happening, moving. Uh, I went into it a couple episodes back. Um, anyway, it didn't take too long to re-record it. And it sounds much better now. So hopefully you like that. Hopefully you find it intriguing. If you want to know what happens in the rest of the story, well, then you can go to the story bundle, storybundle.com slash sci-fi, I believe is the link. I'll include it in the show notes here. Um, and go pick it up. Not only just my book, but uh, nine other awesome books that are available uh, from great writers, most of whom are far better than I am. So that's it. I uh, just wanted to pimp this real quick. I uh, hope you guys are having a great weekend. It's Saturday early afternoon as I record this. I'll probably get this up uh, Saturday evening, maybe Sunday morning. Um, yeah. So, uh, again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, go check out the story bundle, check out all the other awesome writers who are involved in it. And I'll see you next time with more chapters continuing on with my read through of the Pericles conspiracy until then don't do anything I wouldn't do. Thanks for listening to story time with Michael Kingswood. 
You can find me online at michaelkingswood.com. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. My web store is ssnstorytelling.com, where you can find all my books in your favorite formats. Purchasing through the web store nets me the most profit, but if you prefer, I'm also on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, and all the other usual e-tailers. If you want to learn about new releases, sign up for my mail list through the contact form at my website. I guarantee not to spam you, only send an email when I have some news to share. Storytime with Michael Kingswood is copyright of Michael Kingswood. Intro and outro music, copyright Gene Paul Zoggy, licensed through stockmusic.net. All rights reserved. <laughs>